You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to a special Thursday episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I'm your host, Albert Pineda. This episode is going to be released instead of its usual Tuesday date. It's going to be released on Thursday, February the 9th, uh, 2023. So I'm really excited that uh, my good buddy Eddie Ramirez is returning to the show to discuss DC comic news, movie news, and TV news. Uh, He's one of the most uh, foremost experts when it comes to DC stuff. So I'm grateful I have Eddie on the show and we have a lot of fun discussing that. We also get to discuss uh, the return of King of the Hill, which I'm really excited about. And Eddie is as well. And we get to reflect on or talk about the potential trailers that we're going to see this coming Sunday for the big game for the Super Bowl. Uh, As you know, I love the Super Bowl. I love everything about it. The game, the commercials, the trailers, uh, eating yummy food. Halftime, I, I can take it or leave it sometimes, but it's usually entertaining, even if I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the particular artist before me. Uh, in this case, it's Rihanna. But anyways, yeah, Super Bowl Sundays is Sunday, and I'm looking forward to that. And um, this is going to be a really fun conversation with Eddie and I talking about stuff we love and the movie news that recently broke last week with uh, DC Studios. So here we go. This is my conversation with Eddie Ramirez. Joining me tonight on the Casting for Fun podcast, returning for his, I think, like, eighth or ninth episode on the show, uh, it's Eddie Ramirez. Eddie, how are you doing, my friend? It's the monthly event where we rejoin. Yes. I'm doing good. Very good, very good. Uh, good to see you again. Your know, first time, technically, for, for 2023, so I hope the year's been good to you so far. We're only, again, you know, six weeks into the year, but I hope it's still been good. It's been good so far, and, you know, uh, with a little... Uh, Valentine's next week, you know, the wifey and I get to have a little extra fun out, out and about, uh, celebrate some of that love. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. <laughs> well, I hope you guys have a great time. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely a ton to cover. Uh, you know, last week it was the, the big news that broke with everything that uh, James Gunn had officially revealed on his instagram account and dc also posted the exact same video so there's a ton of dc news to go over mm-hmm. plus i think it's actually would be good to even talk about everything that's happened since the end of 2022 because there's been you know some controversies with decisions dc's made yeah. uh whether it's good or bad you know there's there's definitely fans talking about it so i think it's actually a really good talking point to go over i agree there's there, the dc for better or worse has a lot to uh a lot of details we got to just kind of filter through and just it's a lot of high grass we got to start picking up the see if we can find some gems and all this because i have some good and some bad man like just it's all subjective right and i yeah man there's some decision where i'm like wait what versus mm, i guess i'll be patient let's see and then there's like, some exciting stuff that whoa i didn't see that coming so ready yeah to get the whole into it. yeah whole just like uh most tons of emotions up and down roller coaster with everything they've been talking about so yes sir. uh and then uh, along with dc news i mean the really exciting news that i know you're excited about too is the return of king of the hill that we speculated on last summer and it's official <laughs> Dude, <now>. we, <laughs> we talked about it so the fact that it's actually coming back on hulu it's getting good oh yeah yeah and then last but not least i definitely want to go over with you uh the, the super bowl particularly the the game the trailers we're going to be seeing as yes. we see every single game here, there's big trailers, big new uh, stuff to see. So it's actually going to be a lot to just kind of speculate on as to what we're going to see this weekend. Yeah, man. 
I tell probably so, as much to say as the DC stuff, if anything, what we might see and who we'll see in these trailers. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Okay, so let's jump into it, the, the DC news. So going back in the timeline a little bit. So it was October of 2022, uh, the Black Adam movie comes out. And I know we talked about that extensively, how cool we were going to, how, how much we were excited to see that movie. And then sure mm-hmm. enough, we get the Henry Cavill cameo. You know, and yeah, all the of rumors were true. He has returned. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, media outlets, the entertainment outlets, everybody's reporting. Yes, he's back. He's back in the fold. We're going to see this video. Back. Yes, yeah. I'm back. I mean, yeah. that was like icing on the cake, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden we get the news that uh, he just came out of left field that James Gunn and a gentleman by the name of Peter Safran. I'm not sure yes. who he is. Peter exactly. Safran. Safran. He's okay. one of the major producers of uh, Warner Brothers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So the two of them together were going to be serving as the co-CEOs of DC and Film uh, Division moving yeah, forward. The, yeah, DC uh, Studios officially its own entity, just like Marvel Studios. They only answer to uh, the big honcho over there at, at Discovery Warner. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in, in essence, it sounds like it's a really cool idea. But then we get a lot of the backlash where all of a sudden they're recounting that. They're saying, no, Henry Cavill is not back that uh, Wonder Woman 3 has been canceled, that Patty, Patty Jenkins is gone. And that could have been, you know, I mean, for, for certain fans, that might have actually been the good news. <laughs> depending yeah, on your I, point of view. Yeah, I, I agree. If, if, if Wonder Woman 2 was subpar to you, this was good news. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did you think, Eddie, when you heard the whole thing of uh, James Gunn and Peter Fraff- Safran taking over uh, and, and the, I guess the... the litany of controversy that we were getting uh towards the end of 2022 right 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 so i'll I'll first start off with uh peter saffron right i was not familiar with him so when i first saw his name i'm like okay um who is zaslov which is the 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 head honcho over there at scarby warner Mm -hmm. who's this guy why him with um uh, oh my gosh i'm bring farting on who is the other co-ceo oh uh james gunn James Gunn, uh, why, I have no idea why he just left my brain for a second. <laughs> so, okay, why two? Why not one, right? And mm-hmm. then I started seeing, like, how he was part of a lot of producing. He was part of, uh, you know, even with uh, the Marvel Studios, he participated in a lot of the executive decisions there, mm-hmm. like for WandaVision. Um, so this guy has a big list of movies that he's been part of, and actually good movies. He was part of Aquaman, uh, that movie. So... That made a billion dollars. So this guy behind the scenes is like the administrative money guy. Mm-hmm. He knows what to approve, what budgets to allow, what is worth the investment, what is to mm, maybe we should cancel or send this back into the production stage and get it going. So he's that management type guy. But the creative then becomes James Gunn, which he got a dip in the water of Suicide Squad and then um, with Peacemaker. So he got to get into the whole DC mindset, like, okay, with the backlash at that time, you know, we'll go back like a year and a half with the whole Disney thing where he was fired uh, for, for a moment. And then he, you know, he goes to DC to kind of bounce back. That creative freedom just showed like, look, I can do more than just Guardians in the mainstream. I can do these random characters from DC and elevate them. I can do, we don't need Will Smith. I'll get Idris Elba. And we'll make a better story that's more like in the mix of what we know as Suicide Squad. So putting them together to me was like, whoa, okay, this is a really good dynamic. And they're the leader of DC Studios. 
up to that point was, wow, that means he can really help make a Henry Cavill good movie or Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman 3 will be good. So that was the initial like excitement. Then we started getting all the little rumblings. Uh, if you're if you're just reading, uh, in, you know, like the outlets, and if you're in it enough, you know, Patty Jenkins' issues with the script, what what's going on there? Um, still no announcement with Henry Cavill. What's going on there? No new news of anything. They're very quiet about the Ezra Miller stuff. Where's Ben Affleck? You know, there's nothing more. It's all quiet, and then it becomes official. Patty Jenkins leaves because of script decisions, creative decisions. Uh, for better or worse, I think it was the right decision because she wanted to go forth with the script that supposedly was a, a immediate continue off from Wonder Woman 2. And most people were not receptive to that script because it was very disjointed. And as the announcement that we'll talk about with James Gunn, he literally says Warner Bros. was very disjointed and it showed in all of it. I think people that were fan of DC, we needed this kind of uh, reboot of like, hey, let's start connecting things. So it, that was my initial feel like, okay, these guys are going to start shaking it up. But I mean, what, what did you feel when like you hear Patty Jenkins like leave and then the whole Wonder Woman movie probably up in the air now? Well, to be honest, I, I thought it was a good call to go ahead and uh, and remove her if it if it wasn't going to work out just right. So obviously there had been uh issues before with patty jenkins and other studios like if you remember she was actually pinned to direct uh thor the dark world uh for marvel studios and uh and then she left over creative differences what exactly was the issue i don't know uh uh, i i do remember reading that natalie portman was really upset when when she found out that she she was getting the axe but but anyways regardless we still get thor the dark world and thor the dark world i know it's kind of a diverse movie with uh the director they did get uh Taylor, I forget his name. He, he, I guess he'd done mostly Game of Thrones episodes. But so, yeah, so there yeah. has been instances of like contention where Patty Jenkins is kind of like uh, butted heads with studio execs and hasn't gotten, uh, I guess, the movie she wanted to make. But again, from what I, you mentioned, uh, if she was going to make the movie that she wanted to make, if it's based off of what we saw with 1984, then yeah, it's probably best that, that they move on from her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I still would like to see Gal Gadot remain as Wonder Woman. I don't know if she will, though. That, I just, we'll have to just wait and see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, we still don't know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then the whole Henry Cavill thing. I mean, this was a, a rumor that, hey, he'll he's going to appear in Black Adam, Black Adam. Uh, was going to have this end credit scene, supposedly, or maybe he'll appear in the movie. Will Shazam maybe appear, you know, to do like that whole trio? Oh, maybe that's why they switched uh, Shazam to be after Black Adam, because originally it was supposed to be before it. Yeah. So maybe like, oh, was James Gunn part of these reshoots? Like, and we find out, no, this was all James Gunn just, you know what, let this all right out. We're going to have all these movies, you know, like Blue Beetle and The Flash and you know, whatever's already set in stone, let's just ride these out. But what does that mean for the DCU? And as we know, we got a whole announcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to jump into that announcement now. So the timing of the announcement was kind of interesting. To, to be honest, Eddie, I think I would have made that announcement uh, as soon as they announced uh, that uh, um, uh, Gunn and uh, Safran were taking over. 
In fact, I know like DC, they usually do their uh, their DC Universe uh, thing, right? The fandom. Fandom, yeah. thank you. The fandom, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so where they do a whole like, you know, almost a day's worth of like panels and stuff online where right. they talk about stuff like that. I guess last year it was officially canceled. But yeah. I, I think they should have done something where they can actually, you know, uh, 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 extend a hand of good gesture to the fans and say, hey, we're making some changes and this is what's coming. Because it almost kind of seems to me that this video that was released under Guns and DC's uh, uh, social media account was maybe like in response to the negative fan reaction they were getting. Uh, so, so I think maybe just yeah. to come clean and say, hey, this is what we have planned. We, we know, I mean, bear with us. We're going to get this. We're going to write the ship. We're going to get things going. Uh, just bear with us as we move forward. And this is our, our detailed plan as to what we're going to do. Right. And I, I get, definitely, I understand the sentiment of where you're coming from, from a point of view of that announcement could have come, come sooner. Mm-hmm. I will say to that, I don't think you could have done it sooner only because I think once they officially inherited what they had at hand, they, they realized like, oh man, we have a lot of conversations and meetings we need to have before we say anything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was, you know, the conversations with Gal Gadot. Then he had to have a conversation with Henry Cavill. Then mm-hmm. he had they had a, a meeting with Ben Affleck. Then they had to have another meeting with um, uh, James Momoa. And you start realizing before this announcement at the end of January that. They think, I think out of respect, right? Like, let's go ahead and let them know their futures. Um, And maybe because they didn't have their full plan set out just yet. But I do agree that some sort of announcement, even if it wasn't, what's the plan going forward Mm -hmm. in terms of like, here's our DC universe, like that part of uh, the video. I do agree that maybe an initial plan of, hey, we're excited to start, you know, beyond a tweet that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say like we're gonna start um, uh, going through all all the the current crop of DC uh, production, current crop of DC films that are in editing mode, and uh, we look forward to announcing more. We're gonna start uh, having meetings. You know, it it's we don't need to know their ins and outs. Obviously, they don't always that, but I felt uh, they they could have at least hinted something like aside from looking forward to the de- uh, January, maybe like give us something that kind of feel a little rest assured things are going to be all right. I think something along those lines for sure could have been done, but maybe because of the whole Black Adam thing uh, and then the whole Henry Cavill and saying that he was going to be Superman, I think that's what maybe pushed back announcements. Because if you think of it from a PR standpoint, Henry Cavill just put himself out there. How do we not make it look embarrassing for him the way to me it comes off man like this guy was out there in the in the lion's den and the whole world thought one thing and two weeks later we hear nope you're not i mean that's like ouch yeah so that's actually a really excellent point eddie that you just brought up because i'm wondering uh if like for whatever reason, if Gunn and, and Saffron weren't technically allowed to have those conversations with uh, Cavo and Gadad and Affleck until they officially took over on their date, which would have been November 1st of last year. Right. I think, I, yeah, I think so. And, uh, and when did Black Adam come out? That was October, right? October. Yeah. So like a few yeah. weeks before they officially took over. So they couldn't do anything. They had to take bullets, you know, and I think that's what it was. It's like, you know, if you're sweeping 
under the rug, you know, as old WB, right? They, they didn't really know how to handle things. Imagine lifting that rug and you realize, oh my God, look at all this mess. And now it's like, how do we address this without, you know, temporary, uh, tempering the, the emotions of fans? Because, you know, there's going to be fans you can never please, no matter mm-hmm. what, what, what they do. But to, for the majority that uh, watch DC, Henry Cavill is pretty much like a lot of people's favorite Superman. You know, the modern Superman is him. Oh, I and see. now you're not going to have him. And it's like, why? And we still kind of don't know why. I, I know he gave an answer for it. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it was a lot all at once. And I think he realized, or they realized, Saffron and uh, Gun, man, we're really going to have to push back this announcement until we talk to all these actors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, well, let's go ahead and jump into the video itself. So the video that, that they released uh, about a week ago now was you know, just chock full of, like, really great, interesting information. So we'll go ahead and start from the beginning. Uh, they first uh, illustrated and discussed that the fact that uh, Matt Reese is Batman, which I know you're a huge fan of, uh, Todd Phillips is Joker, which you also love, and the Teen Titans Go are going to exist as they are now, but they're going to be officially separate from their canon. So uh, yes. they won't be involved with that, but those projects are still moving forward with their various uh, uh, various installations, which is really cool. So, so we'll get to see more of the Batteries universe, which I, I think is going to be really exciting. In fact, they didn't officially announce it yet, but I think the, the, the Penguin uh, show on HBO Max should be coming out relatively soon, maybe later this year. It should be still, really cool. It, yeah, they're actually. I, I believe they they were already in filming, uh, pre filming. Oh, okay. So, but they put it on a pause, uh, I guess naturally with all this transitional stuff. But uh, they actually resumed after uh, Matt Reeves had met with James Gunn and Safran. Okay. That, um, hey, your stuff is still good to go. Uh, don't worry about it. We're gonna put you in this thing called the Else Worlds. So allowing directors to do independent stories of the same DC characters, but not tied to the DC universe. Um, and it'll have its own proper label. So when audiences like outside of you and us and who are really into it, mm-hmm. the general audience who doesn't pay attention to the, the details like this, they'll know like, oh, Elseworld, what does that mean? Oh, this is a DC movie, but it's, it's an offshoot. It's its own thing. Mm-hmm. Which is nice because I'll allow directors to do movies like The Joker or Batman without feeling like they're bound to connect to Aquaman or whatever, you know, Swamp Thing. Is that, you know, does it, we don't have to worry about that too much. So that's it's a nice perk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I can't help but think that maybe Patty Jenkins would have preferred something along those lines. That maybe that, that was kind of the issues with the, the script she was putting out or you know you could just argue that her script just wasn't good to begin with it's up to you whatever you decide <laughs> yeah i think it's probably the latter <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so so yeah so we find that i mean we know that uh gun and and uh saffron are, are essentially inheriting four movies that were already in uh post-production right. by, by the time they took over their position those four movies being uh uh shazam the fury of the gods uh the flash uh blue beetle and aquaman 2 Yes. So those, those movies are very interesting. In fact, I mean, as I mentioned before, I'm really excited for Shazam because, I mean, I thought the first one was great. Uh, mm-hmm. The Flash is going to be really interesting. So this is going to potentially reset everything. This is going to be maybe the catalyst of what actually changes everything moving forward with The Flash. Right. 
Um, and also what's kind of interesting too, there was a report I read in Variety uh, about a week ago that said uh, Saffron is actually, I guess they're, they're high on Ezra Miller. They really want to try and give him a chance. So I, I heard he's in the process of rehabilitating himself he may actually still move forward with additional movies. We'll have to wait and see, even though it kind of seemed to me like almost a year ago, like Warner brothers were just desperate to get rid of them, but they couldn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like uh, the flash in and of itself is like a whole episode at this point, with yeah. everything, <laughs> you know, like, but just to surmise, like, you know, what, what you were saying. Yeah. Like um, in the in the recent interviews that uh, that they did at the at the conference on on the thirty first of January, they had a private conference for the media, and in there, yeah, they did address the whole Ezra Miller thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he is in rehab. He's been in rehab for I think like four or five months. Um, so they give a positive note to like, oh, he's going through it. Um, we'll leave the door open, right? Nothing confirming yes or no, but they said it's too early to say right now. Let's just leave it at like that. To me. I feel that's a PR because they don't want more negative acti- uh, press. Because if you were to say, Ezra, yeah, yeah, we're open to have him. You know how many people are going to say, this guy choked a woman in public and raided a house and you're going to give this guy a chance? No mm-hmm. way. You know, that PR, when DC is so very like sensitive right now because new changes, you already had semi-bad PR with the Henry Cavill thing and everything going on with that. Mm-hmm. They need to start trying to like brush that off until the Flash movie. And even then, I don't even think, I, I honestly think Ezra Miller is not going to be the Flash. I think they're just, just PR to kind of keep the, the flames down because they're all basically saying, let's just get these movies out, especially the Flash. And then once the Flash is finally behind us, we can announce the because of the Flash movie being a, a reboot, um, and to serve the story best, where Ezra Miller will not be recast, it's gonna be a new one. I bet you that's what's gonna happen. I think this is all PR to the point where Ezra Miller, I don't even think he's gonna be at the premiere. I think he'll just do like a video to kind of how we did at DC Fandom a year ago. So, like, hey, we're, we're doing this, I'm very proud, and all that. In one of those movies, and then just move on. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope that's kind of what we see. I mean, I don't mean any disrespect to the guy. Right. Especially if he's trying to get his life back on track, you know, yeah. good for him for that. But it just seems like uh, I think it'd be best for all involved if he just moved on. But Right. I think it's too for better for his career and for the studio. Yeah. It's just yeah. one of those things. Kind of like the Johnny Depp thing. It's kind of when I was like, yeah, let's, let's just separate for a while and maybe down the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so let's jump into the new announcement. So this was really cool. So all these projects, as far as I can tell, as far as I, I know, they were all brand new announcements for projects that they're working on now that, uh, that James Gunn is going to have a hand in and several of these uh, in writing or, or directing himself. So first with uh, Creature Commandos. Uh, I'm not really familiar with that one, but again, I guess it's going to be written by James Gunn. It's going to be an animation uh, on HBO Max, but he did specify in the video that animation characters and live action would interchange so that yes. we would have the same characters doing voices and animation and playing that character in live action and right. uh, actors will be animation would also appear in live action too which is yeah. a really cool exciting uh, prospect to think about yes definitely i think that's part of the whole uh message of keeping things consistent and not disjointed i think that that's one of his ways to separate things from uh the old regime yeah yeah 
the Waller TV series with uh, Viola Davis returning as Amanda Waller. That's going to be really exciting and cool. Because, I mean, I, I loved her as an actress. I think she's really great. And it kind of could be an example of like, yes, we, we like certain people from the old guard. We're going to keep her on board. And as we saw, I mean, she she did obviously appear in the Suicide Squad. It was an integral part of that movie as well. Right. So so it seems like uh, that she, she she's good to, to go for for quite a while now. Which says like maybe the Flash will create variants. Like, oh, this is not exactly the Amanda Waller from prior movies. Now this yeah. is Amanda Waller. Yeah, she looks the same. You know, like, but little different because of the Flashpoint movie. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious how like they're going to explain how some actors get to reprise their roles of the same character. And that's going to be uh, one of those things where I look forward to finding out why that Mandawal is still there. Plus the show sounds really cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then next we move on to uh, Superman legacy. So they officially announced it for July 11, 2025 written by gun. Uh, I'm assuming directed as well, or maybe there'll be a different director uh, attached to the project, but uh, it's difficult, I guess, to tell what the movie's going to be about at this point. I don't know if Legacy gives any clues or hints as to what it could possibly be about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you think? I, I got something, but what uh, do you think? The, can we, do you think literal Legacy, like kid, he has a child, or is it like more of like Legacy? Maybe he's been there for years, and now what does my Legacy represent? I'm thinking the latter, how, how you mentioned that, like the, the Legacy of Superman himself. So... Um. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't read the Superman comics that closely, especially in recent years. But my understanding is there's lots of really good material they can draw from, yeah, as far exactly. as like you know the the history of like Superman himself. As right, I I think it I think they're gonna perfect what Superman Returns. You know that one that came out in 2005 or whatever it was. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. How, you know how he like left to Krypton and then he mm-hmm. comes back. That was kind of part of that story. Yeah, I think they're going to they're going to I think that's where the story is going to go a little bit and show why, like, maybe maybe he didn't go to. I don't know. Like, I, at the end, of it, we don't know. Right. But mm-hmm. maybe something like that will they'll finally show, like, my legacy moving forward. What is it? What do I represent? And they did mention the Superman uh, theme of this movie. The theme that they're going with is. um you know, like humbleness, kindness is old fashioned mm-hmm. and Superman has to figure out because he's that he re- he's that lighter tone character. Does he have a place in this world that is more pessimistic mm-hmm. who looks at you like mm, you're just not you're too nice. I don't we don't like you, you know, like what is his gonna, legacy going to be? Does he have to be gritty? Does he have to kind of get gray, you know, and kind of hit those morals? You know, so I'm wondering if that's what the movie is about. Like, let's, what his actions is creating the his forever legacy at that point. No, oh, that's a really good point to consider. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Lanterns with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart co- co-headlining, which is pretty cool. Pretty exciting to see that, uh, which will be an HBO one. Max show. Uh, Investigative. Just, yeah. To do justice <laughs> to the Green Lantern character would be fantastic. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> So really excited for that. And the way he described it too, that it was going to be, I guess, like a true detective inspired yes. show, like where they're like, their, their whole precinct is all of planet earth, which would be really, really exciting. I think. I like that. It's like, okay, humans, you, you know, your spot, this is your side of the galaxy. Keep an eye on this one. But he, they also mentioned in it that 
in their story, by the end of it, they discover something that's a like a major plot point to explain the rest of chapter one, Gods and Monsters. Like, mm-hmm. because I guess we're going in chapters, right? So, the, yeah. and this is everything released wasn't even the full worth of content. He said, this is just part of the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And what they discover is something major in this chapter that's going to affect the rest of the content. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Like whatever that is, maybe it's uh, the life equation. I think it was, uh, remember how in uh, the, the Snyder justice league, uh, dark side uh, was looking to have uh, like something that was on earth. I think it was like called the, the life life. something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 So maybe that, you know, it, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it should be really, really cool, really exciting. I think that was kind of the one of the projects that was most uh, piqued my interest, to be honest. That one and yeah. the Batman one, which we'll get to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Authority film. I'm not really familiar with this. It was from, I guess, uh, is it the Wildcat Studios? Is it like a, a separate division of DC? Some characters from that? Is that right? Or So it's all under the DC umbrella, but, uh, you know, kind of like sub-studios that okay. uh, they kind of allow license uh, the licensing of characters to be explored. Okay. And then they just kind of do their own thing. Okay, cool. So we'll, but, see, we'll see with that one. That should be pretty... But pretty that cool. one, they did say that this was actually... Uh, uh, these characters actually inspired the boys. Uh, oh, cool. So, so they're actually like more of that hardcore superhero where it's very black or white. We're going to mm-hmm. do things to keep you safe. Meaning, mm-hmm. if we got to kill, we got to kill. Mm-hmm. We got to do this, we got to do this. So what are the consequences of this team out there with a Superman? That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Paradise Lost. So a TV show on HBO Max that's uh, dealing with Themyscira. So that should be pretty cool. So more focus on the Amazonians, which I think will right. be pretty fun. Really cool to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Brave and the Bold is the official Batman title uh, with uh, Damian Wayne coming on to play Robin, which is really, really exciting. So one of the very various Robins that we've had uh, but this particular one is the the son of Bruce and Talia al Ghul, as far as the comics go, right? Right. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, uh, tie that in. But that, that'd be a really exciting, I think, to see Robin done on big screen and Damian Wayne be the, the Robin in question. Yeah, he's been a huge popular character in the last, like, 10 years where, like, his introduction and then his connection to, you know, the League of Shadow and mm-hmm. Batman's off and off lover and he actually kills he's an assassin mm-hmm. and then Batman finds out like oh my god you're my son and so that's gonna be crazy because how old is Batman gonna be was there Robins before Damien mm-hmm. and how does Damien and that dynamic right a father and son like what is that like we never seen Batman really in a father role other than the cartoon so to actually see that in live action you know it's gonna be that's going to be one of the craziest ones. I can't wait to see how a trailer looks like. I can't oh, even yeah. imagine that. That's, that's some, it's, it came out of left field, but I'm glad they're going for it. Mm-hmm. Brave and the Bold. Yeah, yeah. So those will be the two that I think I'm looking forward to the most. The Brave and the Bold and the Lantern show. But, uh, yeah. but everything else looks really good, too. Uh, we're going to get a Booster Gold TV series. The Booster <laughs> Gold character I'm only kind of vaguely familiar with, but that should be kind of fun. Honestly, that one's going to probably be super funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm very familiar with the character. Um, this is the guy that literally, it, it's literally a character who, if you had all the bells and whistles to look like a superhero, and then you go into this imposter of like, I am a superhero, 
like you're the ultimate fraud and you make money off of it and people believe you you become a celebrity it's like so cheesy but then you know that's that's pretty much how how he is it's it's gonna be interesting and he's from the future so they're gonna do some time travel oh very cool very cool uh, yeah, that would, could, I mean, I guess the way you described it, if Gunn has a hand in writing the dialogue, I mean, we could get a lot of the same style humor as Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm all for. So I think right. that would work out really good. And even what he did with uh, the Suicide Squad as well. Yeah. Definitely. But I guess maybe not, not as uh, as raunchy as that. But <laughs> Yeah. And they did say, I mean, yeah, you said raunchy, so that kind of like made me remember some of these are going to be rated R, some of these mm-hmm. are going to be PG, mm-hmm. but they're all still the same universe. Yeah. So, what do you think uh, as we go down a list, like so far, what might be rated R? From this, um, let me see. Going down the the Waller show, I think has a good chance. Yeah. Uh, the Authority film, based on how you described it, I think that one has a good chance as well. I agree um, on both that you just said, actually. Let me think. Uh, look at us here. Um, I, I don't think they'll go with a, a rated R Batman movie. I, I just don't think they'll do that. No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so either. I know certain fans probably would love it if they did, but I just don't see them doing that. Um, yeah. I mean, if the Batman shows enough, you can get away with a lot of things without having to be rated R. So, yeah, I, I think they'll, I think Batman will always be PG 13. That's okay. Or, yeah, PG 13. I think that's a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Swamp Thing movie, we haven't touched on it yet, but I think that one would probably be R. In fact, I think they, I mean, there was a Swamp Thing movie back in the 80s that was R. Yeah. Right? Do you remember seeing that? Or have you ever seen No, it? I don't think I've ever seen it before. I've seen it. And I even had the toys, man. Oh. I used to, <laughs> dude, I had it all. Like, I used to have that with my Batman and the, you know, the old school when the Batman mini series, they had the, the castle toy where you could open it up. Man, Swamp Thing was all up in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. No, uh, I think they, because that's a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really going to hit on the dark side of things. I think that one could be rated R. doesn't need to be, but I think that's also because they're going horror. I think that's the opening for Justice League Dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, as you mentioned before, I mean, there's a ton of other projects that they haven't announced yet. That I guess yeah. maybe they're not ready to. Uh, yeah. There's been fan speculation that we might finally see uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy share a, a movie together in live action or a show. <laughs> I, I at this point, if we're getting Swamp Thing and Booster Gold, I, I think anything's possible. I agree. I think yeah. I think Poison Ivy will be a, a returning character for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, last, uh, Supergirl. So, Woman of Tomorrow. I guess this is based off of uh, an existing comic series that ran last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gunn gave it a lot of high praise in that video that he released. But again, that's one I'm not really too familiar with, even though I do know the Supergirl character. So, yeah, I mean, they said that she's basically. I mean, the premise, I mean, going back when she first, you know, was created was uh, she it's her and Kal-El, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, her cousin and um, her family shoot her out to to leave Krypton as well, but is diverted in the process where Kal-El actually makes his destination to Earth. She gets uh, thrown off a bit and arrives at a later time. So but in this case, they said that she actually landed and got stuck on a piece of krypton and that blew up and she watched the rest of her world get destroyed you know because she's already at an older age versus uh superman was a baby so she's an older cousin so i wonder how they're going to explain that as the older cousin and she's gonna be i'm sure very jaded seeing Mm -hmm. death and how does she survive in space to make it a earth if that's where they go with it it's gonna be 
that has really cool potential. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So everything they, they announced, I think looks really, really cool. In fact, I mean, again, it's, uh, uh, I'm a fan of James Gunn. I, I like the work that he's done, but again, like I didn't like necessarily the way things were handled as far as like the transition goes. But as you said, I mean, you brought up some excellent points as to why it was maybe done that way. So I think this video probably went a good ways towards restoring, restoring fan faith for those who maybe kind of lost faith, but those who stood by him all the way, I mean, I think you're being rewarded. Uh, and it's nice to see that they're actually doing this, hey, 10-year uh, project that we have down the pipeline. We, we, we planned that far in advance, which is really cool. So yeah. I wish them nothing but the best. I think they're going to have a lot of success. I think it's going to uh, go well. And I don't think he's here to intentionally sabotage DC, even though there may be some crazy fans who think that that's the case, that he, he left Marvel just to do that. Yeah, no, no, definitely. <laughs> if anything, I think we're going to get, I mean, look at the variety that we're getting as it is. Yeah. And he didn't cancel two of the top uh, movies in production, like the Batman Joker Part 2, which they released a teaser visual of the Joker getting a shave on in Arkham Asylum. So it's like, they're, these are quality movies, and he's all, you know, no pun intended, gone ho for it. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's going to be really exciting, really cool. Again, I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I mean, if, if we get good content for everybody to enjoy it, we all win. So, so that's, hey, I wish him nothing but the best. And maybe when happen. Superman comes out in two years, you start wearing a DC shirt. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. Very cool. So let's jump into some uh, King of the Hill news. Yeah. So really, really excited that finally they, they announced that it is returning. I mean, again, we, we speculated on highly last year at Comic-Con when uh, uh, Mike Judge, the creator, said that he was hopeful that it was going to be returning. But it just kind of seems that it was a no-brainer to bring it back considering how popular it was and how many new fans they can win over this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are your, what are you, I mean, we touched on it last, last year when we, we did the recording for Comic-Con news, but I wanted to get more of your take, Eddie. What, how, what did King of the Hill mean to you when you watched it back then, back in the day? Oh man, when it first came out right after the Simpsons, they, I remember the announcement, new show, uh, King of the Hill, and like the whole like commercial for it. Like, I was like, okay, because remember, it was The Simpsons on Sunday, and then King of the Hill popped up right after that. So that was, like, the whole bit. Like, okay, what's this show? So it's, you know, they they had a, they, they had the first episodes. I remember that first few months. I was the only one watching and liking King of the Hill. For me, the moment I saw, and granted, I was, I was much younger, so I didn't know those were the cr uh, creators of, you know, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know that. I saw, so I was wondering, oh, it, it passively, right? Like, I really like this animation. And up because I was, and I was a big fan of Beavis and Butthead when I would catch it on MTV, that, wow, I said MTV. So that just aged us just <laughs> back 30 years by me saying that. Um, but it, I just love the dry humor. It was so random. Uh, like, just them drinking to like Bobby and Hank and their dynamic. You know, the uh, Peggy, she's a substitute teacher and she's like proud of it. And, you know, like just her trying to like teach a whole language with her hardcore Texas accent was like, oh my God, like this show's hilarious. So, mm -hmm. you know, then Boom Hauer and everyone else, right? All those secondary characters that are all part of it that just add on to it. It was like, this is so fresh. And over the years, just the popularity went from like, oh, I know a few people that watch it to like, everyone's watching it that's like a show to watch so i'm i'm really happy that it's it's getting a second chance hulu with disney plus is 
been a big hit with their combined like app streaming and pricing. So a lot of people watch Hulu. Um, so I, I know a, a, a whole new fan base will get exposed to King of the Hill. Uh, so it's really nice to like see it come back. I, I love that show. Awesome. Me too. I totally, totally agree. I mean, I love the the grounded humor of the show. Just the fact that they get involved in everyday occurrences, but it's just so funny the way it's done. Yeah. And I love just how flawed the characters are. So it makes them very human, yeah. very relatable, uh, very egotistical. Some of them, in fact, like it's kind of funny that uh, an underrated character on the show, I think is actually Peggy Hill. The fact yeah. that she's so bad with her Spanish, but she refuses to believe that she's bad because she's so egotistical. If I'm reminded of the episode when like uh, she takes a field trip to Mexico, she accidentally oh brings God, a Mexican yes. girl home with her. She gets in trouble with the law for like potentially kidnapping. Yeah, but she, she would like, rather go to dude. jail than admit that she can't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yes, I remember that whole episode, man. So yeah, this is yeah. so many great ones to choose from. And then Dale Ribble, I mean, he steals the show every time he's on. So the, the, the comedy that comes out of Dale is really, really great. Uh, I'm curious, though, to see what they're going to potentially do that uh, two of the major cast members of the show, Brittany Murphy and Tom Petty, have both passed away. Right. Did the voices of Luann and Lucky. So mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that, because they King of the Hills never shied away from like dealing with like real life issues like that. You know, like right. uh, uh, H- Hank Hill's dad, Cotton Hill, died eventually. Right. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, ah, like I remember that, that character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if they wife do, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do like a time jump where you know they move forward into the future, maybe 10 years or so, so that their their daughter, uh, I forget their daughter's name, that then maybe she's like a 10 year old daughter and they'll uh, take her in because her parents died. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I wonder That's if they would cool actually possibility. Yeah, like address that, the fact that because they died in real life, we're going to say that Lu, uh, Luann and Lucky way. have died or they maybe they can recast. I, I would yeah. I prefer they don't recast. Yeah, yeah, like maybe just she just, yeah, like she just moves away or something. And, yeah, you know, she's just somewhere else altogether. I did not think of that. That's a yeah. really cool one. They actually have another. You, yes, you lose one female character, but you add one in the family, which is the daughter. I didn't yeah. think about that. That's a cool take. I definitely yeah. now I'm actually more excited if that happens because now you get like a whole new personality where it's new. We have no expectations. So we actually get to like get new in something that's an old comeback. So oh, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. And then if we did were to do that time jump, say like 10 years or so, I was just kind of throwing out the number. So she would be like, yeah. you know, a small child, but that, that would yeah. essentially mean that Bobby, Connie and Joseph are like, you know, finishing college. So it would be kind of funny to see that dynamic of like, Hank and Bobby now where Bobby maybe essentially is the exact same person still doing the weird, funny things he does. But yeah, now yeah. he's like in his, his early twenties, which would be. Kind yeah, of funny. yeah. That'd be pretty funny. Honestly, I look forward to that, that, and, you know, hope you get, get our favorite native American involved. And... Oh yeah. <laughs> you you know? can't do it without John Redcorn. <laughs> yeah. John Redcorn, man, dude, just everything about that, like that whole awkwardness is, mm-hmm. I hope that's all part of it too. Yeah, yeah, me, oh, too. me too. So they haven't officially announced when it's coming back. I know with the the T cartoon uh, shows, they have to go through a production process. So they, it might not be until sometime next year in 2024. But we're definitely getting it back. So that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, man. It gives me a reason uh, to keep Hulu on my subscription list. 
So, yeah, yeah. I, I find myself going back and rewatching old episodes all the time. Like I, I love the episode when uh, they have to. Uh, uh, Dale accidentally shoots a gun in the gun club, so he gets kicked out as the president. So they had to set up a fake mission yeah. for him, so the restart yeah. rebuild his confidence, so he won't yeah. be so depressed, and he messes that, that up. So, <laughs> oh, damn it, Bobby! <laughs> Something's wrong with that boy. Oh, that's not very <laughs> that good. was like my favorite quote. He's like do that like every other week, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, man, so nah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I actually, now that you mentioned that, how you're watching them, I think once we find a day. Or like the official release date of them coming back. I think that month leading up, I'm gonna start watching some episodes. You just gotta get back in it. Yeah. So that way it's all a little fresh in the mind. Awesome, man. Very good. Very good. Uh let's go ahead and conclude with uh, the movie trailer news for for the Super Bowl. So yes, the sir, Super Bowl, sir. always excited. I, I think the, it's always fun to get together with friends, watch the game, eat some yummy junk food, and then just uh watch the entertainment that unfolds. Uh, we do know, again, according to the website, comicbook.com, that uh, The Flash is going to get a, a trailer, which is really uh-huh. cool. So we can see that. Uh, the 10th Fast and the Furious movie, The Fast X, will also get a confirmed trailer. And Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania, which is a little unusual to me because it's already coming out next weekend. So I don't know yeah. if they, I guess maybe one last push to, to get people. Yeah, a little TV spot or something from yeah. probably, well, I, I know they, um, I, I haven't personally seen it because I, I, I like to watch the teaser and the first true trailer of a movie. And then I kind of ignore the rest to try to keep it fresh when mm-hmm. I go in. But I know they just released a brand new one last week um, that really shows a lot more content of what the story is really going to be about with Kang mm-hmm. and everything. So maybe it'll be like a little like a sizzle, like a quick, like, you know, 30 second, like, oh, this week, uh, don't get your tickets now kind of thing. So. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. And uh, so uh, comicbook.com, the website was also speculating. These aren't confirmed, but speculating that we might see these trailers uh, for the big game this coming uh, Sunday. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I hope so. uh, Oppenheimer. So the next. uh, uh, Yes. uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Thank you. I was trying to. I got you. (laughs) Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So that'd be cool to see something more with that. I'm so curious if that's good. I still think it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, uh, mm-hmm. Scream Six, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, and Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. I only just when I started reading that article, I didn't realize that the next Mission Impossible was going to be a two-part movie. So that's yeah, be- yeah, yeah. I, I remember catching that like about a month or so ago. I guess this is his last run, so they're they're doing this big uh, arc. Uh, and they're going to be released like a year apart or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Cool. So do any of those interest you? Are there any of those uh, movies that you're looking forward to this year? Or is there anything you might think we we might possibly see this coming Sunday? No, uh, I mean, this is like the first year of like, okay, we're not in COVID mentality anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because last yeah. year was like, let's just get out what we can. But so much production was held back. So mm-hmm. now this year is going to be like a flurry of movies, right? So mm-hmm. in general, I'm excited. I think mario uh super mario brothers i i was so nervous because i'm still traumatized from the original one it's like voldemort in my oh. head <laughs> like yes it exists but let's not talk about it let's not say it yeah you know so so remember this is nintendo's second movie ever they were so concerned with their content being shared from that experience they've mm-hmm. never licensed out to the studio since so this is nintendo's first movie comeback 
So, and I think the success of Sonic, because Nintendo owns that one, mm -hmm. I think that was their trial run. Do people like Sonic? Because if they don't like Sonic and what we put out there, uh, maybe we shouldn't put out Mario because that's like, that's our, that's our guy. That's our promo. You know, that's our face of the company. So I'm looking forward to this. I love the first trailer. Uh, I know we had a teaser, but then the, we had like a first trailer. I love everything about it. Um, you know, uh, you know, Alan and obviously Sean and uh, my wife uh, and then Daniel, uh, another friend of ours. We're all going to do like a Mario game day and just lead into that movie. So any trailer of, from this, looking forward to, man. I'm super excited. And The Flash. I think that one for sure. I know we got a, a unofficial teaser of it from the DC fandom. Mm -hmm. but it's been a long time. A lot more drama has happened. And now with these announcements of DC, what is the true reboot movie that we're supposed to see this summer? Uh, according to James Gunn, uh, he did say, I, and it's not because I am uh, the head of the studio, but this movie to me is by, uh, the best superhero movie I've ever seen. So mm -hmm. that's high praise. Mm -hmm. Outside of him, a lot of people that have been seeing the production that Ezra Miller actually kills it, and uh, Michael Keane is phenomenal, phenomenal in this movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see what those two are about. Those are my two uh, big ones right there. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah. What about yeah. you, man? Like, what is what are some of your movies that you know from what you might see this this weekend? Like, what are you looking forward to the most? Well, the Super Mario Brothers, I'm, I'm really excited to see. I mean, I know there's been some controversy with uh, uh, Chris Pratt's voice style. Like, it's not really quite the, the way people like, uh, envision yeah. it, like the, the stereotypical, like, high-pitched uh, Italian plumber, <laughs> yeah. like we hear in the games. But uh, the trailers we've gotten, I thought had been excellent. And then I think the timing's just perfect to coincide with the, the launch of uh, Nintendo Land, Super Nintendo Land yes. at, at Universal uh, Hollywood. So I think it's just... Uh, giving for everybody who's listening, you know, get ready for a huge influx of uh, Nintendo and Super Mario stuff in the next couple oh, of months. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so, Mushroom heads uh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer is kind of interesting to me. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan's movies. And in fact, this is going to be the first one since like his public divorce with uh, Warner Brothers over the fallout they had. That's right. He went to Universal, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Thanks. So, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. For, oh. for those who may not be aware, so when, when Tenet was released back in 2020, I mean, Christopher Nolan was pushing hard for the studio. Hey, we got to get this movie out. Whereas Warner Brothers yes. like wanted it on streaming, didn't want to go out because of the COVID uh, lockdowns. But uh, uh, Nolan was insistent. In fact, I think the movie overall suffered. I mean, it didn't do his box office as well as they were hoping. But I guess right. there was a really public, like, you know, uh, backlash and, you know, dispute between Nolan and the studio to the point where they ended their partnership over 15 years long, right? Or 20 years, however long it was. He was like a team player for there for almost 20 years. Yeah. And for him to leave, that was a big deal. I mean, look at Dune. Uh, that was another big controversy. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's crazy. I'm, I'm glad you reminded me about that. I, now I'm curious to see yeah. how much investment Universal and treatment they allow they gave Nolan because we'll see now like how that goes. I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks a super deep. That movie yeah. looks super deep. The the cast looks really, really great too. Yeah. So, so we'll have to yeah, uh yeah, dive a little deeper on that. And his movies are always great. So right. Uh I, I think we might see like a sizzle reel of like Disney Plus stuff. 
So like we might see like you know some clips of like the Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka yeah. mashed in together with Secret Invasion and Loki season two. Uh, no, not for sure guarantee or confirm, but I think we so, might see something along those lines. You know what? You got you're onto something because they all, all they have to do is like 45 seconds of just like 20 things that they're releasing. Yeah, you know, sideshows outside of Marvel and Star Wars. So yeah, I can see that for sure because everything. I mean, it starts with Mando. What in like three weeks? Yeah, it's yeah. like right around the corner. Yeah, it's right around you the corner. Just reminded so. me, Mando's coming out. I <laughs> keep thinking it's coming out like in May, but it's literally like around the corner. That's what I was thinking initially too. Like thinking maybe they want to push it back more towards Star Wars Day, but no, no, May uh, like May first is that right? Or yeah, I think on the date, but it's I gonna be coming timing, pretty soon. Yeah, I think they're gonna time it where it ends, and then it's Star Wars Day, and then they're gonna probably have like now Ahsoka stuff or yeah, whatever, you know? yeah. maybe that's how they set it up. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah yeah so for the for those curious i mean again i don't know if it's official but i mean the way i kind of see it is that mm-hmm. during the first and second quarter is when you tend to get more the most eyeballs on the game itself so a lot of these right. trailers are probably going to be then but you you'll you'll get something in the third and fourth quarter as well and then of course as soon as it hits the airways it's on the internet anyway so right so you're gonna see ratings drop after the first half yeah <laughs> <laughs> But then, but usually we see a huge spike with the, the halftime performance. Uh, and Rihanna, I think, is going to draw a big crowd in. So it's even though I'm not really a huge fan of her music, I think she'll draw a big crowd. Yeah, first performance back in yeah. years. So yeah, looking forward to that. So yeah, Super Bowl should be fun. Really cool. Really cool. Uh, anything else uh, you want to discuss before we wrap up tonight? No, I think we where would a. I mean, there's so much. I mean, we could have just delved into so much, but like, it's so hard with so much content. Honestly, I, I, I'm glad we got to touch over everything uh, from Paradise Lost. That's, you know, the Game of Thrones style. Why it becomes Tim of only women to Swamp Thing. Like people are going to be like, what the hell? And I think that's going to come out of nowhere, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good stuff, man. This 23, It's this is a year of movies again, finally. You mm-hmm. can finally go back and nerd out and enjoy like Oppenheimer, like side like roles and stuff like that. So looking forward to it, man. Really yeah, excited. Me too. me too. Yeah. So always excited for the big game, excited for this cool entertainment content. It's going to be a cool year. It's going to be fun. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, there's nothing else for tonight. We'll go ahead and wrap up. But uh, Eddie, thank you again for joining me on this uh, special uh, episode. We'll be releasing on Thursday, uh, the night. So I hope it didn't like uh, confuse my listeners too much. I didn't have a Tuesday episode, but uh, just the way it goes with scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> now, always a pleasure, Albert. I, I love coming here and discussions with you and then all your fellow guests. Uh, it's always fun to just kind of just, you know, just talk around the campfire about whatever, you know, whatever the topics are. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks again, Eddie. And you've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye.